You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Good evening, everybody. Good night, or maybe good morning, depending on where you're watching from. And welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. Uh, we're here with an Everton preview, and Paddy is going to be here soon, just in case you're wondering. I'm looking feverishly around to see if he's joined into the backroom lobby there in the, in, uh, in in our streaming software, but he hasn't joined yet, but he will be with us soon, um, and we will take you through everything to do with um, Aston Villa and Everton. Um, it's one, I know I'm... Paddy's going to the game, and you'd swear he was going to. He, we were we were joking on on uh, on our WhatsApp group today, and it was like as if he was on trial for something. He was like he was dreading having to go, and I was like, "Come on, you gotta go. You gotta you know gotta bring that positivity with you." Because if I was going there, I know that I'd be positive and I'd be absolutely uh, over the moon with it. But going to give a couple. Um, of a minutes there for you guys to join. There's 39 of you guys on already, so so that is good stuff. While I am doing that, I'm just gonna take a sup from my mug. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. What was that? You asked what this mug was. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention it. Yeah, these are some of the mugs that we have in our Northern Ireland mug company um collaboration. Uh, it's one of the ones with Villain Coffee, and due to popular demand, there will be a Villain Tea. Uh, mug coming uh, very soon as well on Northern Ireland Mug Company. Um, so you guys, if you are interested in a mug and you want to help help us out, um, you can very much so go on to Northern Ireland Mug Company and purchase one. I think they're about eleven quid, including postage. Or so. I, no, actually, I'm I'm not going to go through the prices because I don't know what they are. Um, but uh, if you want to pop on the Northern Ireland Mug Company um website, you will be able to find them. Also, the link is will be in the description of this uh, YouTube video as well. Uh, whiskey in there for sure. 
uh, says Alex Alex Roberts. Yeah, well, maybe in the post-match after the game at the weekend, there might be whiskey in that one. So, uh, um yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it, it, it could be it could be had. Uh, Kawa says, um, I'm hardly drinking bloody coffee. No, it's not. It is actually tea in the mug today. So um, it's nice, refreshing tea with a boat. I, I, it's one of those cups of tea that I made that I put two spoons of sugar in. Forgot I put two spoons of sugar in. I put another two spoons of sugar in. So this is probably straight to the dentist kind of material that I'm drinking now. But hey, you got to do what you got to do. Um, <laughs> Anyway, that's neither here nor there. We've got a game coming up against Everton um, at the weekend. And I think this is very much a game whereby there's going to be tons of national media eyes on this game. There's going to be tons of local media eyes on this game. And I think bearing the fact that a lot of you guys here will not be uh, watching this uh, from Birmingham, there's going to be a lot of international eyes on this from us. Um, and I think that it's something that... that, uh, that the, the bears bears uh, mentioning that you know it's been a long 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 time if ever that Aston Villa has gone into the second game of the season with I'm gonna call it there's pressure on this game there's pressure on this game because uh, things have things have gone the way they've gone pretty pretty quickly you know um and I don't know why that is the case I don't know whether it's a mixture of just a real poor performance from the players. And and I think sometimes, and I'm going to continually say this, and this isn't standing up for a manager or anything like that, because I think that I'm sitting back from this to have a look at it. But, you know, we got to blame the players as well as blaming the as blaming Steven Gerrard. And what I don't want to happen and what I'm beginning to see an awful lot is that there is two camps, just like there was with the, with the Dean Smith piece. There was two camps and Villa fans were bickering and fighting with each other. Now, continue to do it if you want. But for me, I think that's kind of pointless because I could just as easily pick out three or four players, which I have done in the tactical review, and blame those. But then again, I could also blame other players for doing what Steven Gerrard told him to do, which potentially wasn't right. Well, actually, which wasn't right because the scoreline the scoreline brought that out. So I think when we look at this game at the weekend, there's going to be a lot of things that people are going to um, are going to want to see. I think strategy, I think structure, and I think strategy, and I think tactics are definitely more important than the personnel we put out in the field at the, for for this game at the weekend and um, for this game against Everton. And that's why this team sheet tantrum for me is going to be, you know, a really loaded one, I think, from the point of view of um, things have to be right. You know, things have to be right. And we did it on the voicemail show that we did re- during, the, during the week. And if you guys haven't um, looked at that voicemail service that we have, you can go on to it, speakpipe.com forward slash for the love of pomegranate pod, um, S-P-E-A-K-P-I-P-E, all one word, speakpipe.com. Actually, you know what? I think I have something here that might make it easier so that you guys can see it. Do I have it on an overlay? I do. There you go. Uh, speakpipe.com. You can leave us a voicemail for our voicemail podcast. We're going to try and do this. I couldn't route the audio through correctly the last time. I do have that fixed now. What I need you to do is not enter an email address, Okay. If you if one person enters an email address, it actually ruins it for everybody because I have to show a list of the voicemails on the screen. Don't it's just the way that our streaming software works at the moment. I'm trying to find a, a way around it. So please do not enter uh, uh, an email. If you do enter an email, I will likely reach out to you via email and ask you to redo your voicemail with no email attached because uh, the emails, um, just from a privacy point of view, I don't want somebody's personal email to be shown on the screen to. 
the millions of viewers that we have on any given podcast. Uh, so I, I, I don't want that. So the voicemail. Uh, but anyway, where was I going with this one? What was I talking about there? Um, I actually can't remember. Can someone pop into the comments there and ask me and tell me what I was talking about there for a moment? Um, Jesus, I can't remember. Can't remember what it was. I went off on a tangent. Oh, great. Patty is here. Patty is here. Thanks. Thank Thank God Patty is here because I completely lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> Patty, save me quickly. Save you. Sure, I'm always saving you. Hello. What did you do now? <laughs> I was just, oh, sorry. Yes, Alex Roberts says there was two camps. Two camps of people. Yeah, so uh, no, it was something after that. Anyway, uh, what I was talking about that was there was two there was two camps of people. Steven Gerrard was 100% the problem. The players weren't the problem. And then other players, other people like, we got to give Gerrard time and he needs to buy more and more players. And then fans are, are are bickering at each other and what i was saying it was that it was it was the same as when dean smith was here but a lot of those players are holdovers as well from when dean smith was here so you kind of got to point the finger at the players at, at uh at, at some stage you know as well with regards to that so we're going to park that conversation from the moment for the moment because my train of thought was was completely lost and we do have um this the more the most wonderful patty is is with us as well um patty you're going to be flying out to this game Friday night? You're not going Saturday morning, no? Friday night, yeah. Friday night, and you're going to be going to the Theatre of Sadness, Dreams, Opportunity. What, well, what are we going to call it? I got, I got to my happy place. Whether I'm fucking happy when I'm there now will be another story, but we'll uh, yeah. we'll be happy before and be happy after. And it'll be good to see some, some old friends and, and have a few scoops and talk about the goings on of the last week or so and, and hopefully talk about a bit of improvement. So we'll we'll uh, we'll have to wait for that one, I'm afraid. Uh, and and actually I'm glad you came in there, Paddy, because I was just talking there that this is one of those games and it must be the first time ever that Aston Villa would have tons of national media eyes on this game. Like there there'll be a lot be a lot of people looking at this because it seemed to snowball throughout the course of the week. Um, you know, there was a lot of bullshit rumors. You know, Tommy Jordan was talking about um, was was nonsensing rumors left, right, and center on the internet um, over the past couple of days as well. But there are to- a, a, a lot of rumors there, and I think that the national media have picked up on that and have picked up on the discontent amongst the fan base, I suppose, towards that result. So there's going to be a bit of pressure in this game at the weekend. Well. You know, I think this this uh, sums it up. For once, we're on Talksport. We you have to be in the be on Talksport. You have to be in the shit, or you have to be doing something majorly wrong to be on Talksport, and that's where we don't yeah. want to be. So, you know, we we talked for, for over the last year or so about how we do transfers and how we keep things under the radar, and all of a sudden we're all airing our dirty laundry in public, or it seems that way. So. It's a little bit difficult to deal with at the moment. I, I'm, I'm not enjoying the fact that we're all over. Like e- even even our uh, our own broadcasters here in Ireland are talking about us. And they only ever talk about Man U, Liverpool, maybe Leeds, maybe Chelsea. Never Aston Villa, and all of a sudden we're the topic of conversation. Yeah, so, I I was driving I was driving uh, down to the shops, and I turned on uh, off the ball and news talk here in Ireland. And next thing, who was talking back to me through my radio? Dan Bardell. So it's if one good thing came out of the crisis, at least Bardell got to got to go on the radio in Ireland. And fair in fairness, he spoke really well. And um, th- there's a lot of people on that show actually. They're Villa fans. The presenter himself is a Villa fan. The producer is a Villa fan as well. So uh, it was nice. It was actually 
was it was it was a very well-rounded conversation that they had uh, and and off the ball. Well, as I always tell them two guys, because the, their their previous um, workmates of mine, that uh, you'd never tell the Villa fans ordinarily until something goes wrong or something goes very right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's it's all it's all uh, it's all negative this week. So, I, I just I, you know I'm hoping against hope that that something is going to happen this weekend to turn things around. But uh, I'm not overly optimistic that he can turn around that quickly. Yeah, I well I I am I'm optimistic he can turn around that quickly for a simple fact that there's look and, and you can call and I know I'm clutching at straws at this Paddy as well in a lot of ways, but. Bournemouth's pitch is like as as I said in the last and and the last podcast I did. Bournemouth's pitch is like Highbury was back in the nineties. Small, compact field, and once they went to went to go up after three minutes, it was very it was impossible to find space. Now that's not a, exonerating Stephen Gerrard, or it's not exonerating any of the players. Villa Park, you would hope they would know every inch of grass there. You would hope that it would be something. And and actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question here in a moment, Paddy. Remind me to ask you to ask you a question. I'm going to write it down because I've bloody forgotten nearly everything I've wanted to say in, the, in, the, in this opening segment of the podcast. But um, I, I think that, uh, that that we have to attack from the off. And, you know, Everton's midfield could be untested from the point of view if they go with uh, the, their new signings in midfield, if they start their new signings, which potentially they might have to do. Like, Cody is definitely going to have to start in defence. Um uh, whether they play a three at the back and maybe Mason Hall get the gift that keeps on giving for Aston Villa might be in that that back three. But if they go with Onana in midfield and maybe, I don't know if they're going to have Idrissa Gay signed at that stage or if they're going to have Mohamed Kamara signed at that stage. But, you know, it takes, like we always talk about jetting and I know the teams seem to jet against us straight away. But that has to play into our favour as well, Paddy. What do you think? Yeah, it's like there's a little bit of upheaval there. They, they they're coming off the back of a really shit run where they got out of jail right at the death of last season. Um, they wasn't too bad last week. I saw a little bit of it, just a little bit of the the highlights. Um, they weren't as didn't seem as bad as they were the the year before, and uh, and in the end only lost one nil to to Chelsea, who you'd expect them to lose by by probably more. So. I suppose then, then you're looking at what I alluded to earlier in the week is that the Steven Gerrard effect playing Everton is is a big deal for him. It's a big deal for the media for, for some reason. So um, and plus they'll be up for it because they'll want to they'll want to they'll want to beat him and the fans will want to beat him and I'll sit there for ninety minutes singing them, listening to them singing about how he slipped on his arse. So um, they'll be the them fans will be up for it. They don't want to lose to Steven Gerrard. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, it's, it's there's a lot of play here. We're getting those players in. They've got it. Got to have them registered by uh, twelve o'clock tomorrow. I don't think is it Adrissa Gay that's struggling yeah. to get get that one done. So I think realistically, the only change you're going to see is uh, Godfrey for uh, Connor Cody. Yeah, I think so too. And I did a, a an Everton podcast uh, during the week, and I asked them if they could kindly have a word to see if Andre Gomez could start. That would be nice. That would be always nice because we seem to always give him the run around in midfield, even though he's, I do sit here. And it's customary for every Everton game. For any of you who are new to the podcast, I'm in love with Andre Gomez's hair. He has the most fantastic hair in the whole of football. So when he cut it, it was a sad day for me because I'd love to be able to grow hair like his. Uh, it is just fantastic. But he can't really def- He can't really play that number six position. So it was... Uh, 
it's it's uh, I, I'm hoping that he does start or I'm hoping that he comes anywhere close to the team because they do have a few injuries. Like we don't know who's gonna play up front for them, Paddy. It's most likely gonna be Solomon Rondon. But after that, they don't like they don't have anyone really. Well it'll it'll be Rondon and, and it'll be Gray and Dwight McNeil off him, surely, you'd imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um Alex Awobi will be in there. God knows what position he's actually playing. Is he playing in a ten or is he playing in an ace? I don't know. I thought he was a striker, <laughs> but uh, he ju- he just seems to be put in there for for his experience. He's he's not exactly set the world on fire, and he cost him an absolute fortune. So, uh, yeah, um, Demary Gray always plays well against us as well. Always d- did put in a shift even with Leicester. So he's one to be looking out for. But other than that, they're kind of they're kind of a bit all over the shop. They haven't they haven't really restructured. Connor Cody will make a difference to that defense. And I just, I just worry that when when they're playing three at the back, I th- I think it's a time where we have to play two up front. How he does that now is another story, but uh, we'll just have to wait for the team sheet tantrum for that one. Yeah, um, looking at the Aston Villa team, and we're doing a lot more talking about the Everton team here because I very much think that it's going to be change of tactics and change of structure as opposed to mass changes of personnel, um. I don't like. Maybe we might see Chambers come in. I think Ollie Watkins will start up front in this one. Um, but I, I, I think with the Everton team, there's much more of a conversation. Like if they go three at the back, if they go with Holgate, Cody, Tarkovsky with Mikalenko on one side and Patterson probably the other side. Oh, yeah. Um, as the wing backs. That could be dangerous. Like to be honest with you, that's probably a blueprint of how we should play at this moment in time, or or it's about a four-two-three-one, just to stay a bit more solid. But um, that will help their midfield an awful lot, even if they do have one Anna or somebody like that. If they bring in the, the the new guys into midfield, so it's going to be interesting because when you play with Dwight McNeil and you play with Demary Gray, and that's what makes me think that they may not play with both of them. Like, what's the point in playing two wingers? If you're going to play with two wing backs as well, to me that doesn't really make much sense. But then again, you know, I'm familiar. Yeah, not. Well, we don't play with wing backs because we don't play three at the back, if that makes sense. But and and then two wingers. But it's uh, it doesn't really they play, make. They play like wing backs, and we saw Bubakar Kamara drift into that centre half position when they did go forward. So annoying. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm still a little bit broken from last week and. Uh, I'm uh, just a little bit apprehensive of what's going to happen at the weekend. But I think the only way we're going to get at these guys is playing two up front. I, if I was picking the team, it would be Ings and Watkins. I think really? I think that, I think that with a three at the back, I think you need to keep them busy. Um, I'd even go as far as bringing in Watkins for Coutinho and Buendia for uh, Bailey and playing Buendia in, between, in behind the two guys. That's that's my Tuppen's worth on the on the team. I don't I don't envisage. I think I think he's a stubborn kind of character. I think he'll he'll stick to his back four as he did last week, because he took a bit of uh, criticism during the week. I think he's the kind of guy that will stick with that. Didn't take much criticism for the rest of the team, so I, I think that's where the changes have been made. It'd be interesting if that is the case, because uh, for 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 a lot of reasons, because. I don't think he's going to bow to the pressure to drop Coutinho. I just don't. I don't, I don't think there is pressure to drop to drop Coutinho. Oh, there is, Paddy. Have you The pressure is on Coutinho to, do, to, to earn his wages. But 
I, I don't think he's under pressure to, to drop him. Like I've said many times, these guys need games. So, uh, as I said, it was me picking the team. It would be Buendia in behind two strikers. But if he plays two strikers, more than likely it's going to be Coutinho in behind. For me, there's no way you can start Ezri Kanzak. Like, we can we can piss and moan about all the strikers, all we want. And we can piss and yeah. moan. But we would have drawn nil all on Saturday if Ezri Kanzak was able to defend two crosses. Like, we, we got to call a spade a shovel as well at sometimes, lads. We got we really do. And Ezra Kanza lost his man for the first goal and was absolutely dire for the second one. The amount of times I look at how dire he was, so far off Lloyd Kelly, just bad defending. And I think there needs to be repercussions for that because he made, like, his defending made other people look like mugs at times inside there, just for those two, those two situations. And speaking of mugs as well, we've got more people on here. Uh, now that we've brought up mugs, there are mugs available on... Uh, the Northern Ireland Mug Co. If you want to help us out, you can find uh, For the Love of Pomegranate Mugs on there. But look, I, and I know I've, I feel like I'm going in two, two-footed on him, but like you have to have repercussions for that. So like Coutinho, yes, couldn't get on the ball, but um, he could have been, his play might may have been stifled, but he didn't make any massive mistake as such. Whereas there was two mistakes made that led to two goals. Um, yeah. and, and that for me, I would be sitting Ezri Kanza down and going, Ezri, you need, unfortunately, that can't happen. That can't happen. So if the, if one of the other two boys are fit, because let's not let's not beat around the bush here. Mings and Chambers were better than Kanza in preseason because they played more in preseason and they were fit for the whole lot of preseason. Kanza came in at the very end and then he gets his start day one. So mm. he gets his start probably because the two boys were carrying niggles. I think if Chambers is fit, Chambers starts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, you know my opinion on Callum Chambers. He's never he's never let us down. I just think he's a stubborn man. He's got he's got a lot of grief about what's going on there. Um, I don't think it's Tyrone Mings that comes in there, regardless of how fit he is or, or how, how low he stoops to look him in the eye. I don't know. But I just can't see any changes. I just think that's that's the way he is. He he's the kind of guy is, is, who's like I, I'm the boss here. I make the decisions, and I'm deciding that this is my back four that I'm going to work with for the first few games. Look, Edric Conza, 
I'm I'm okay with it if he starts because I, I I think I think he's like he's the kind of player who every time we brought him in from the cold he's looked cold, and I think maybe a couple of games mightn't do him any harm. So I'm I'm okay with Ezri Kanza. It's there's a lot harder decisions to make than the centre half decisions. I don't think the centre halves are going to be under as much pressure as they have been than they were for last week, and they won't be up against a, a, a bruiser. I'm going to call him a bruiser because he's not a footballer, keeper, keeper more. How he's earning a living as a Premier League footballer is beyond me, but he's there, in fairness. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he got he's, he's one for one in the Premier League. Yeah, but I think, look, the, mo- the most important thing at the weekend is that we don't concede first and we certainly don't concede early because they're, with, 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 with effectively five at the back, they're gonna would just oh, withdraw, big step. and they big they step. were they're gonna be even harder to break down than Bournemouth were last week because you've I got agree. footballers in there. So when they win the ball, they keep the ball, whereas Bournemouth are more than happy to give the ball away in in the, in the other half of the pitch. So and they're more than happy to lump balls up the key for more. And if something comes off, it so be it. Everton won't do that; they'll play ball. So that that's that's the most important thing for the weekend is to start on the front foot. Don't let them get a hold of the game whatsoever and get the first goal. That is vital. And this as well. Seb, Black, Seb Blackmore makes a great point. Neil, what about stopping crosses coming at source in the first place? Full backs too high up. Yeah, I I'm, I think I, I've contemplated getting it tattooed somewhere in my body at some stage uh, that our full backs need to defend first and foremost. And if the opportunity comes up, because... As I said in the Bournemouth podcast, and as I said in the post match, and as I said in, in every nearly every podcast so far, Danny Ings and Luca Dean stole Philippe Coutinho's space because he was playing wide left. And as I said to Paddy there, when you play somebody that wide left like Coutinho started in that Bournemouth game, and then you get your full back to go right up, uh, up and and stand on his heels, like you, you, like there's who's to blame there? You know who's to blame there in that instance? And that's not that's not copping out. Uh, uh, Coutinho and giving him a giving him a, a pass or anything like that. I've said as well before. He's intelligent enough that he's able to move inside and play more centrally and go right. I'm going to take this lad for a run here, so Dina has has all the space up in the wings. And Ings should be a bit more intelligent not to have to come so close to Coutinho as well, because not playing somebody through the centre is a big problem. And that's something I'm going to be really looking out for tomorrow. Whoever plays striker has to play through the centre specifically. And I know if they've got three at the back, you can still play through the centre and 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 make your runs, you know, almost like a, a wide receiver in, in American football. You start off running straight and then you're, you're, you're running slants and you're running posts or whatever you need to do. You're going left and you're jigging right and whatever, trying to break offside traps so that people can get the ball in the middle and try and slide the ball down the side of the centre halves, get centre halves turned. Is a big thing against the back three for me. And Ali Watkins, I think, is probably the man for that. But I wouldn't be averse to Watkins and Ings playing up front, uh, up front either, for sure. Um, Paddy, lads, what I've been doing today, today has been a really, really slow day for me. I didn't have much to do. So um, what I want, to do is I, want to, I want to introduce you to something. Uh, so, you know, I've sometimes I've got tons of segments that I need to do and I forget to go through them. And what I did was I made up some jingles today. And uh, so indulge me for a moment, if you will, because what I want to do is I want to take, I want to move it away from the conversation, away from um, from team setups and stuff like that, because we could be talking about this all night. We will come to your comments after this, but the wonderful AVFC Stato has provided us with some statistics as well with regards to this game. And we're going to go into a segment that we like to call Stato's Corner. 
know, look at that for production value, huh? Bet you no one thought they were going to see something like that, did they? Yeah, Stato Corner is here. So let's take a little look through some of the statistics that we have with regards to this game today. Uh, or, or today, tomorrow, to whenever, Saturday. Um, Everton have failed to score in each of their last three away Premier League matches against Aston Villa, attempting 38 shots without success. They are the only side they've faced in each of the last three seasons and not scored against on the road. So, I know I, I can hear everybody screaming at their, at their screens, well, that's going to change on Saturday. But we're the only side. So, you know, I, I hold out hope for that. I hold out hope for that. Um, Next one is, this is the first managerial meeting between Aston Villa's Steven Gerrard and Everton's Frank Lampard, who started 59 matches alongside one another for England and were on opposite sides for 20 Premier League matches as players. Lampard won 10 of those with seven wins for Gerrard and three draws. So let's hope that Gerrard can get one over him as a team, as a manager um, and try and close that gap. 59 um, matches together. Didn't they always say they couldn't play together? Well, <laughs> our... Arbundia and Coutinho, the new Lampard and Gerrard? That's the question, <laughs> I think. <laughs> That's the question. That's the question. Um, this is the 105th different English top flight season Aston Villa and Everton are set to face. The most of any two sides in history. It is one of, the, one of only three Premier League fixtures this season that was also played in the inaugural top flight season in 1888-89, along with Aston Villa versus Wolves and Everton. Versus Wolves. So, um, yeah. Suck on that, all you Tim Pot clubs with no history. That's what I got to say about that one. Um, but I'm proud of that. I'm, I am always proud of that. And that's, I, I do have, I do like Everton. I, I like Everton as a football club. I've been to Goodison two or three times and uh, I, I just think they're a proper club, you know. And um, I love when we play them as well. There's no animosity. I, well, I don't know if there is any animosity between the clubs, but I don't think don't seem to think that there is. Uh, fourth one here is Danny Ings has eight goal contributions in Premier League games against Everton in his career, which equates to five goals and three assists. Of all active players, only Harry Kane and Gabriel Jesus have more against the topics. That's some going for Gabriel Jesus. That's Isn't some it <clears throat> Wow. So it's uh that that's that's an interesting one. And last we but not least, and I, we get a lot of these ones. There's gonna be a lot of these this year if our Aston Villas Philippe Coutinho has been involved in four goals in his last three home league starts against Everton, two goals and two assists, most recently scoring and assisting in a three one win for Liverpool in April two thousand and seventeen. Can we please turn the calendar back to two thousand and seventeen on Saturday, please, so we can get that Philippe Coutinho? And not to Philippe Coutinho. It's gone through um, preseason and and the first game, please. That would be nice. That would be really really nice, wouldn't it? Just exactly. So that that <laughs> that concludes our wonderful segment called Status Quo. <laughs> oh, I got get some mileage out of these. I'm about forty of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was ex- I was expecting um, a, a beep button for my uh, my rant. So I thought that's what you were going to do. No, I've got, I do I have a, actually. Oh, I did download that as well. I, I've got sound effects as well, guys, that we might get to at some stage. Like you know, if um, if if somebody plays particularly poor, you might hear a couple of these. Yeah. Oh, it's on loop as well. Or I don't know if somebody does something particularly well, you might hear a. 
Yeah, so sound, sound effects and everything. That's what we bring to the table, sound effects. Yeah, I, I, as I said to Paddy about a week ago, I'll turn this into a comedy podcast yet. Um, <laughs> right, anyway, back to some of your comments there, lads. Back to some of your comments. So, God, there's a lot of them in, which is good. Uh, Generic Villa fan, I'm so sorry. I missed this bug. I missed this uh, comment earlier on. Really, really apologize. Has Stephen Gerrard lost the dressing room? I'm going to take this one, Paddy. Because I think it's too too early to know, and I, I've been looking at some of the comments, and we, I'm going to go straight into these comments. I think straight away because um, uh, because I think it has it has something to do with it. Myself and Paddy, myself and Paddy had some ta 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 or contretemps or whatever you want to call it with regards to an Instagram post today. Um, because I'm not having it. I'm not having any of that Instagram shite. To be honest with you, delete that fucking app if anybody has it has it installed. All it'll do is make you feel too fat and make you feel too useless, and you'll only get cryptic shite on it. So delete it. It's waste and it'll it'll drive you over to the even more negative Twitter where Neil lies most of the day. <laughs> well, well, at least on Twitter you can get breaking news. You don't even get any of that on uh, on Instagram, and on yeah. Twitter you can mute words. So that was fantastic. enough of a break. That was enough of a breaking news for me today. I'm going to give my tuppence worth to to the. To the <laughs> comment that was there sorry i've missed the name now because you've taken it, it off it was generic villa fan generic villa fan thank you very much i am going to tell you now that i will answer that question on monday in yep. our review pod because i think i think we will see exactly where the team is at this weekend i think we're going to see if there's any fight left in this team and i will answer for that 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 question on monday and you're right ronan don't ask me about nakamba <laughs> well, because that's what we had a row with today, wasn't it, Neil? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can. So, the camera put up a, a picture of him standing in front of a car worth half a million pounds. I find it very difficult. Feel no. sorry for anybody standing. One hundred and seventy-nine thousand, actually, Neil. I Googled was that what it was? Today. Okay. Well, I never, I never yeah. own it, and. Uh, you know, fair play <laughs> Neither to you, I. Paddy. Uh, exactly. <laughs> he says you can never bury your seed; it will go. Sabotage is my motivation. Paddy seemed to think it was to do with something that's going on. Now we do know that Marv is free to go. It's something I've alluded to over the whole lot of the off season that Marvelous Nakamba could be somebody that could be collateral damage. Uh, let's be honest, ourselves. He does one thing very, very well. He's not going to be the missing piece in this team. Maybe if you know, but if we don't sell him, I think there is a way back into this team for him or into this squad. Now, I seem to think that someone robbed the Allies off the other side of the car, and that's why he was pissed off. Um, but Paddy seemed to think that uh, that he was pissed off about uh, about not being played or not being in the squads uh, and so on. So, no, I didn't uh, say that at all. I, I said his missus took his keys and he couldn't go to training. That's what I said. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll see. All, all will be written with Marvellous and the Cambo one. But if anybody does... If I'm done deal, yeah. if you see any Lamborghini allies up for sale, only two of them, at least you know where they came from. They were robbed off the other side of Nervous the Camus car. I just I just think it's an ill informed comment to make with the week yeah. that's in it. I think it's stupid, and, yeah. That, and it's it is a poor comment to make. And I ref, I referred to when we were discussing it earlier, I referred to Tyrone Mings, who's remained silent all week, and a huge pat on the back for that, because we don't need to be listening to sound bites when there's sound bites all over the bloody place from from talk sport and the like. But um, I forgot where I was going. Oh, marvelous! Uh, I think I think there is a need for marvelous. I think there's every need to have marvelous there. What what happens on the sixth of September, or whoever playing Man City or whoever it is that weekend? Uh, we have two. We we have two number sixes that can play there and stop them play the ball in front of the box. So we we need marvelous. I believe we need marvelous unless we're replacing them, and then we're, then I'm okay with that. 
But I don't think we're Tim Eric Boonham is better than him. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's what maybe that's what Stephen Gerrard thinks. But Stephen Gerrard didn't pick Tim Eric Boonham in the squad last week either, but did pick the injured Tyrone Mings. So riddle me that yeah. one. That's and 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 herein is where the where the questions are coming from, and the questions will continue to come from, and that's why you're you're you were smart in saying on Monday you would answer those questions. Uh, or you'll answer that last <laughs> question that we had. Um, any other things here? Oh, I'm actually losing my comments. Where did I go to? Where is it? Um, there was one there. I was just looking at it. Um, Paddy, if Watkins and Ings fail to finish chances this week, uh, I know it says here we may see Archer next. But do you think that? Do you think that that Stephen Gerrard would pull the pull the trigger on Cameron Archer starting in a Premier League game? within the first 10 games of the season. I personally don't. Much, And this isn't to say that I don't like Cameron Archer. But if you're a manager under fire and you're going to a 20-year-old striker that doesn't have a Premier League goal to his name, I think that... I just think that that's... That, I don't think Jared is that brave. I don't think well, he's that brave. Like, he's brave enough to keep him around the squad. I, I think that's enough- because he isn't getting money. But that's and that's for a whole another podcast. But he but he's not getting money because he's not getting he's not getting players out the door that need to go out the door. Yeah. That's why he's not getting any money. We have to balance the books. We saw yesterday, um I didn't read into it too much, but there was thirty million shares issued yesterday. I think, yeah, I, this is our third year back in the Premier League, if mm. I'm not mistaken. And well, sorry, no, over the three the it's our fourth year. Is it our fourth year back? Third year? One, two. No. Yeah, it's our fourth year. It's our fourth year back. Is but, it? Yeah. Oh, it's third year. One, two, no. Dean Smith had two full. Dean Dean Smith had had a full year and then got sacked the year after. And then we didn't start with Dean Smith. We started with. Steve we started Bruce. with Dean Smith. We did. We didn't. Dean start Smith got us up. Dean Smith got us up. We did two, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Then we had a full year. It's, it feels like three years because we had the lockdown and and no football. 21, 21. Yeah. No. Twenty one. Yeah. Twenty two. Nineteen twenty. Twenty twenty one. 21-22, and now we're in 22-23. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, because uh, Dean Smith did get us up. What was I fucking talking about there? See, <laughs> I need to write things down. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, so, but look, there was loads I read about it today. I read that, uh, that this is just, uh, it, all it is is just covering costs for the quarter. And that there, are, it's just it's it's a share purchase more so than pumping money in, um, and nothing to worry about, um, from that point of view. It's just covering costs, uh, from from the owners. So, um, Kieran Maguire from the Price of Football podcast was, um, uh, wasn't too concerned about it at all, uh, which is grand. You know, I think a lot of clubs do it. They just issue more shares. Um, it used to be something that was done back in the day when you're building up for a big transfer, but nowadays it's not. Uh, it's just used to cover costs because because the um, owners are so so rich. Really, could be something to do with North Stand as well. You know, you're pumping those money that money in there so that you can you can maybe get cracking on the North Stand or get cracking on development of the of the academy or something. So it could be it could be anything really. To be honest, there's yeah. a lot of development going on. A lot of development. Um, what was I going to say there? Louise John, uh, John, all of a sudden, Paddy, I'm going to call you John now. Um, I'm really I'm really playing the real senile uncle today. Um, but, uh, Douglas Louise, 
Talk to me. Yay or nay? Sure. We're, we're going to get news, I would imagine, in the next 24 hours of a new contract. I would say oh, so shit. Too, yeah. You're supposed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. It's out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, it's, a, it's a done deal as far as I know. <clears throat> so I, I would be very surprised to see anything to the country. So I would imagine... Uh, we might see a bit of good news on that tomorrow, and it is welcome news. I, I think he's one we need to we need to look after, and uh, yeah, I think he's a lot more to give in that number eight position. I think so too. I think so too. I How many bodies? We can't bring in bodies. We need to protect the bodies we have too. If we see a future in them, yeah. But I I think I think that look there there comes a time as well. Like a lot of people after straightly after the Bournemouth game were saying, yeah, you can't be going buying players when when that quality thing was taken out of context. And it seems now that there was there was two quotes that were taken out of context that really brought a lot of ire um towards Stephen Gerrard after the game. Um rightly or wrongly that, uh, that's if they were taken out of context we don't know that well the, the, the west the west midlands uh one about the look me in the eye thing was i i listened to the whole interview uh, I, I did it on, on on monday and when i listened to it all i went yeah that to me didn't sound as bad as it looks written down to be honest with you and he said once he looks me in the eye and tells me he's fit to play at the moment he's carrying a knock and then he went on to explain it but that context of the explanation was completely left out of all the written media pieces that were there and for me when you hear it and you hear the way that it was said to me i don't think there's as much in that as as the last four days have have have, uh, what he actually said was looks me in the eye and shows me he's ready to play, yeah. but he was carrying an injury not, as well. Not, not, not tells me he's ready to play. I didn't. I don't think we're taking that out of context at all. Um, we'll, well, we'll we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. Well, I, I well, think he said that and then regretted saying it. I don't know. Like like so, manager can't pick the players that he feels. He, no, he was wrong to pick Kanza. Don't get me wrong, but well, when we get into the situation where by the manager, like when he shows me he's ready to play, when he shows, he shouldn't me he's be ready saying that. Regardless of how he meant it, he but shouldn't be saying it. Even if he, even if the, even if he was, he was injured and he was, uh, he had taken but a knock. All he had to say was, he took a knock. We didn't yeah, feel I he know. was quite ready. There's I, no I, need. To, I, there was no. That's what. That's what that's tells what me saying. there's an issue. And and that's what I'm saying is taken out of context because he clarified what he meant by it afterwards in the interview, and then that, that interview was halfway around the world, or that quote was halfway around the world before the context was ever put towards it. You know, so so now we're only kind of like reading into it now. Whereas if the whole if the whole quote was was printed day one, I don't think people were reading into it half as much. That's kind of what I'm saying uh, with regards to it. But we're reading into it now because we know that Mings was dropped and he was t- he was the captaincy was taken off him and yeah. stuff like that. But if he was carrying a knock, why was he on the bench? Number one. So there's a lot of reasons exactly. to vote about Gerard. Yeah. I said I said that earlier on. But uh, my my biggest problem is here. That is not how you phrase something, regardless yeah. of who you're talking about. Um. Yes, with the likes of Carney who wouldn't sign a contract, that was absolutely understandable. But with a current player who has plenty of money in the bank with us as as fans, yes, he has a, a mistake in him. All players have a mistake in him. Unfortunately, when he makes a mistake, it usually leads to a goal or a goal opportunity. So he has money in the bank for me. Gerard doesn't. So Gerard needs Gerard needs to be more careful than what he says in interviews. 100%. Like this is a guy that won't come out and criticize absolute bullshit referees. But will criticise his own players. That does not make any sense to me. And we're in hundred percent agreement on that one. Like, if you don't have anything good to say to a fellow with a microphone, don't say it at all. 
then you grab him and you grab the person you want to say it to in the, in, in the, the dressing room and you, you give him a dressing down in public. Like in private and you praise in public, Alex Ferguson was the master of it. If It's it's not even how you can manage nowadays, I don't think. Um, But if you want to try and manage like that, at least don't say it to a microphone. You know, when the fluffy thing is, is put in your face, everything is rosy in the garden. Be as bland. I prefer the vanilla interviews all day long, um, you know, from that point of view. Uh, yeah, if, the, if if there's a problem and we know about it, then talk about it. If we don't know about it, yeah, keep it in. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's absolutely. The long and the short of it. And, and I think I think we like I and I'm going to say this. And I don't agree. I don't expect everyone. In fairness, I wouldn't be surprised if only ten percent of people agreed with me in this one. But the manager, regardless of whether he's right or wrong, has the right to pick whoever the hell he wants. He can pick Archer and Goals tomorrow, and he has that right. Now we can criticize him for it afterwards. And we will criticize him afterwards. So if in the interview afterwards, he fully in his heart of hearts believes that he picked the right team, we can criticize him for it. But he has the right to say that. And he has the right to pick that team, shit and all as it might be. And I'm not saying that he picked a bad team at the weekend against Bournemouth. But, you know, that's why he's there. And look, as I say, if, if a manager is going to continually do that, they're not going to be around for long enough. And it's frustrating for us. But look, that's just a... It's just the way the cookie crumbles, and we can criticize him after the event. Um, but just because he did something wrong yesterday doesn't mean he's going to do something wrong today. Um, that's kind of the way. And I probably live in flowers and daisy land, or whatever you want to call it, or rainbows land, or whatever. But uh, that's that's kind of the way I see it. And, and he has a lot to prove. Don't get me wrong. He has a lot to prove um, after that first day. Um, Paddy, is there anything else before we finish up? We're here 42 minutes. Um, I don't think so. Um, I'm I'm disappointed that all of this is overshadowing the fact that I'm getting back to Villa Park on Saturday and, and seeing all the, the good guys around. And I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and I'm sorry for my negativity this week for anyone who has spoken to me about Aston Villa. And there's a lot of them in the comments there. But I am quite entitled to get pissed off every now and again. I can't always be optimistic. But look, Saturday's a new day. There's there's a lot on the table. There's a lot There's a lot for this manager to prove. Um, over the next few weeks and it has to start on Saturday and I think it's a huge, huge game. And if you bump into me on Saturday, say hello. I love when people come and say hello. Um, it's great to meet all the people in the comments. So please do say hello and even trip me up or something, you know, get me attention some way or another. But uh, And by all means, you can buy me a point too, but uh, have the family with me so I won't be in the pub for long. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Paddy. See, look, the fans love you. The fans love you. I'm sure you can hear that. Yeah, yeah, fans absolutely love you. So that's, I think that's going to do it for us uh, this evening, guys. Just one quick last little plug. Um, yes, no trains running on Saturday for everybody. Uh, so Uber is going to be a profitable yeah. industry, I think, in the UK. Get down there early, get the bus or, or the buzz, yeah. as they call it, in, in Birmingham. and uh, <laughs> or, or the Uber, or get yourself down early. I'll, I'll be down there... Um, I'll be down there about nine o'clock, I'd say, in, in the shop looking at all this overpriced gear that my son is going to clean me out buying. But uh, other than that, we'll find the pub open. I think the the uh, Aston Social's open at ten. Social's open. Open. Social is open early. Yeah, yeah. Good old Karen. Yeah. So uh, uh, I had something up on Facebook there to say it was open early. Yeah. So I might get over there for the breakfast. Exactly. Um, just for just a reminder as well, guys. Just for uh, speak pipe. Um. Oh, look at that. It doesn't cover the whole screen. Isn't that a shame? Yeah, you can see. We, we can see out the side of it here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so if you want to leave us a voicemail, guys, speakpipe.com for the love of Paul McGrath pod. Please, it was really good to to get uh, some of those, and they were really great um, talking points as well. We will be doing those. I'm going to endeavor to do those podcasts every Tuesday, um, every every Wednesday, should I say, sorry, um, of each week. So if you want to get in your voicemails, please get them in before Wednesdays. I may not be able to play all of them, but ones I don't play, um, I, I will try and play the week after. But uh, please, it was great. It was superb. And uh, I'd love to be able to do that again. And then lastly as well, if you are a fan of mugs, you can buy it for the love of pomegranate mug at uh, Northern Ireland Mug Company. It's nimugco.co.uk and you'll be able to see our collection there for the love of pomegranate pod. And we would really appreciate that as well. So thanks very much, everybody, for sticking with us tonight. Uh, 45 minutes, really appreciated. We'll be back with a team sheet tantrum on Saturday. I may be on location in a pub doing the team sheet tantrum from Taft's with the Connacht lines, or maybe I might do it before I go in. I haven't quite, I haven't quite decided yet. Paddy's going to be on location in Villa Park, so it should be a good one. Get in early. It'll be 11. It'll be 11.20. We'll, we'll be when we will be going live for that, so uh, please join us for that as well, and we'll be back with a post-game um, podcast as well. So thanks so much for everything you do for the podcast. Have a great night. Have a great evening. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.